When I was 16 years old I thought the two coolest things in the world Were skateboarding and music Like playing the guitar And being in a band With a bunch of friends Travel across the land I Tell you what Hey everybody, welcome to a very, very, very special edition of the Punk Till I Die podcast. We've been hyping this for weeks, if not months. If months, not dude, months, I think. Since episode 21, I think we've been talking about this one. It's so, it's so stupid. It's episode 69. Yep. And being the children being the children that we are, we decided to make this the, offen- the offensive episode, right? Inside of every middle-aged man is a 15-year-old boy. Yep. And exactly. all- well, look, you didn't say that the other way around there, fucking Gary Glitter. <laughs> Insert priest joke here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it, it is funny. It is. We are, we are children. We want to do the, the dirty episode, and it's, it's interesting. So two, two things. If you are easily offended, this might not be your favorite episode. You might, we're warning you right now. Yes. There will be offensive material. I picked out a song that makes me cringe. Oh, you did? You Yes, one of them, one of them specifically really makes me cringe, and I love it, and I'll sing along to it. But it's 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 pretty tough. I kind of you know, and, and you and I both went kind of different routes with this, and we can talk about that a little bit too. But anyway, you've been warned. That's it. If yeah. you if you're offended, I mean, there's there's a lot of innuendo, a lot of sex stuff. I mean, if you don't like to hear the f word used as a verb, you probably shouldn't tune in for this one. And if you don't have a sense of humor. Um, I yeah. would tune out too because some because you can join us for number seventy. We'll be super. We'll be back to being super clean cut. I, I really do like <laughs> a clean show in general. Oh, I don't. I don't know if it's <laughs> we don't, but you know, I assume there might be children listening. Or whatever. It's not my job to corrupt the youth. That's Jello Biafra and Johnny Rotten's job. You know. See the funny and the funny thing is, it actually does tie into something though, because even though yeah, you say we're children, we're doing this, we're doing this show with like a lot of dirty words and bad yeah. comedy and stuff in it, but it actually goes back to the whole how how um politically correct the punk rock scene has become in general so in a way this is also our firing back at that because none of these yeah, songs think, none of the songs we're, we're playing today could 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 be recorded today probably all like 90s or earlier right i mean seriously they wouldn't be able you wouldn't be able to re- record a song like Dak Alcabana today still, i think there's still bands doing this type of thing but yeah they're not they're not you know mainstream yeah cue the outrage right like on punk news like John, my John Gentili, the editor of Punk News, the more or less the, despite the fact that he denies it, the boss at over at Punk News, he keeps like covering these like brony bands where it's like these yeah that was weird, weird. yeah guys singing like Ramonesy type songs about maybe having sex with My Little Pony or something. That's just bizarre. Yep. Yeah. So I I find that far more offensive than than the Mentors or something. But hey, whatever. whatever. Oh, you know what? Uh, it doesn't. We'll talk about that later. But anyway, yeah. So. So yeah, this is episode sixty-nine, the dirty episode. We're gonna play a lot of songs. Gonna be well, the, you've the been fun, yeah, you've been warned, and yeah. we're gonna play quite a few, quite a few songs, more than usual. Though. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, we we both when we suggested this in our heads, um, we both thought very different things. Like I was just thinking the offensive episode, so I went with offensive songs, like just like bad kind of comedy or stuff like that you know just just pure just pure offensive songs and you went more with the the sex route right yeah yeah which was sick which actually makes more sense on 69 but um yeah like episode 70 well no 77 i don't know that would be i'm trying i don't know what you would do to be like the just straight up offensive well i'm putting them in here so there we go <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah so but listen why don't matter of fact why don't you you gonna fire us up you gonna go first um sure i can go first yeah that sounds good that sounds, that sounds good to me it's gonna be a short one though 
already rambled enough let's let's play a song let's give people a little a little taste a little taste of neil all right well this is actually going to be from one of your favorite bands the uh from from detroit right the meat men yeah yeah it's funny uh when i saw now you sent me your list of songs you picked first because and and that's why i haven't included a meat men song i almost certainly would have but it's uh it's an interesting choice you picked Mm -hmm. one of the songs from the suck trilogy Yep, I, and uh, it was actually one of. The, was it the first? Was it the first EP or was it the second EP? Yes. Yeah. So this is uh, from the Meat Men. This is the song. <laughs> I can hardly say it. This is the song. Crippled children suck. And we're back 30 seconds later. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously, that is like 30 seconds long. So that was Crippled Children Suck by, by the Meat Men. And now you can see where I went offensive rather well, than anything else. But, funny, uh, you know, because I saw them, I've seen them a bunch of times. I've probably seen them, I ended up seeing the Meat Men like 10 times. I never saw like the original Meat Men, but mm-hmm. I saw like the second version of the band i saw the, like the third version of the band or maybe it was the third and the fourth version i don't know they've had like mach one mach two mach three you know mm-hmm. from the lansing and then they moved to the washington dc area and they had a totally different lineup and then the 90s they had a different lineup and then the sort of modern era they had a different lineup but so, yeah i i, I certainly would have picked one of them, a meat men song but yeah when we used to go see them play a lot of times they do all three in a row so they would do cripple children suck french people suck and uh say camel it. jockeys there you go so, and it was always fun. I mean, the songs are like kind of essentially the same. Yep. And they're all like under a minute long. So all three of them together are maybe like two minutes, you know? Yeah. But it's funny because I actually kind of went away because I have some songs that are sort of like humorously racist. And I definitely went away from that yes. with this list. I agree. Because like, like sucks a funny song. Great song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, there's a band that I'm going to play later that has some similar sort of sentiment to that. And I don't think they're like, being racist i think they were i mean at the time there was a lot of anti-arab sentiment in the united states definitely so i think it was sort of easy i, mean, I don't think they're necessarily just blatantly anti-arab i think they were just making a joke you know yeah uh, but anyway we'll talk about that we'll, well talk about I, yeah, that well and they probably don't like i mean they probably don't hate crippled kids either but that was just the oh, name of the song back then because i asked him privately i said what's your real feelings on crippled children he says i hate them opens <laughs> <laughs> into the into the concrete no it's it's funny because, you know, Meat Men are one of those bands where they did so much offensive stuff and they were always very funny. And But in real life, you know, Tesco V is a real uh, is a political liberal, definitely a friend politically of the people who now won't let him play at their clubs. Yeah. It's just the, the irony is not lost on me, you know. And Tesco V is the only original member of the He is the Meat Men, basically, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, he had a solid lineup for close to a, you know, I don't know, six, eight years you know, the same lineup in recent before they kind of retired again. I don't know if they'll ever come back out of retirement or not. You know, he's in his 60s, and um, if they came back out, I'd be thrilled. I'd love to go over to Detroit to see him again or have him come over to GR, but, yeah, I don't know. The funny thing is about about that song, um, Crippled Children Suck. So that was off the, like I said, I'm not sure if it was the first EP or the second EP, but it was called. But it it was also on, um, it it was also on also the first album where the Meat Men and You Suck. Um... You, know, but, you still suck. 
But yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember seeing that e- when I was when I was a student down at U of I in '83. I remember seeing that seven inch in a store, and I thought the cover was hysterical, and I almost bought it, but I didn't. So now, obviously, I clearly oh, wish I did. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, funny. I I just and I posted a picture of it on our Facebook page. I just picked up the War of the Superbikes ten inch. I still I love those. I love all that meat man stuff. I have it all on CD, but I've been kind of going back and getting it on getting it on vinyl yeah so i mean so the funny thing is so cue me going back to england in 84 where i went to finish my um my college um i saw the uh the first meat men album you know where the meat men and what was it where the meat men and you still suck that no you're right it is just where the meat men and you suck i think yeah still suck in their live album later yes that was the live album later okay yeah so i saw where the meat men and you suck their first album and um even though i'd never heard them the cover is so fantastic of that that i bought it and took it home and i played it straight for a week it is fucking hysterical i could have basically for this show basically almost every single song on that album could have been on this offensive show (laughs) well i i would love to like i said we've talked about this before we would love to get tesco on and i would love to just play a ton of Meatman songs from all different eras because as much as the early stuff is the best, no question, but they had some great songs later too, Pope on a Rope and a lot of, you know, their 90s era was great. They had some great stuff on their last album, which came out maybe like 15 or something. So, hmm. so let's see. Oh, so, oh, oh, um, the fr- crashed. you know, my discogs is crashing. What's going on? Oh, well, the, the first EP was the Blood Sausage EP. Oh, Blood Sausage. Which was from 82. And then these Crippled Children Suck EP was from 83. Three and that goes for about let's see what does that go for? Maybe you know it, it's been repressed so many times, so I, you can get a repress relatively easily. Oh Touch and go. God, like uh, no, it's actually it's not too bad. It's like forty five bucks or something like oh, that. Yeah. Um, you too. First pressing, first yeah, it's on Touch and Go, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's funny is so I I you know you picked a Meat Men song. Yep. Which I know we both like the Meat Men, and but the first song I picked is something that I thought you would have picked for sure. And when you sent me your list and it wasn't on there, I'm like, oh, I had to write this wrong. So why don't I play my first song? Sure, you go ahead. Go this ahead, buddy. This is from the great We Are The League album, the first anti Nowhere League album, another band that's been canceled. Yeah. Um, And this is... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't on the no, original No, it wasn't. Yeah, it, was it was a B-side. It was a B-side, yeah. Yep. Um, I, I actually have like a pretty cool CD version of it that has like the B sides on it. So yeah, instead yeah. of the original twelve songs, got like sixteen songs or whatever. So yeah, this is a B side, and and we've talked about this before. Actually, we'll talk about it a little bit when we come back. But yeah, this is this is the anti nowhere league. This is definitely an offensive song, <laughs> and it's called "So What." So fucking what. <laughs>
Ante Nowhere League there with a complete classic. So what? Um, the funny thing so what is, was that, what was the B? What was that the B side on? That was the B side. Okay, so their first single was actually a cover of the old Ralph McTell oh, hippie London. song, um, "Streets of London." Yep. Which was like a you know it's basically a song about homelessness and you know in oh, London and stuff yeah, but so it was just so funny that was the A side and so what was the B side because so what took off you know that was the one that everybody played because it was so offensive. So see, see what's what's funny is now granted the Annie Nowhere Lee were kind of an also ran band they never you know they weren't the Clash they never quite made it right to, right yeah. so. So I must admit I would have never heard of the Annie Nowhere Lee were it not for Metallica covering that song. Hmm. And if you watch the documentary, that We Are the League documentary, yep. the Annie Nor League was dead. They had quit playing. Right. And then Metallica covered that song, and it, Metallica was such a huge band, such a worldwide phenomenon, that it literally led to them or to them putting the band back together. Well, uh, yeah, and I, it's basically just what's-his-face. Well, now it is, but I think when they originally tried to get back together, I think they had pretty authentic lineup hmm. Okay. in the 90s when they started back up again but yeah it, it's funny they seem to be and they and the other guys who don't it's just animal the singer and some other guys but the older guys they all seem to be kind of friendly i think i mean they, the other guys are like we can't really do this anymore so they don't really seem too upset about the fact that he's doing the band without them at least that's the way it seemed yeah because i think i think weren't they all friends from high school or something like maybe magoo like and magoo and winston much, and stuff they were like as much a biker gang as a band you know right yeah yeah, they had some pretty good stories in that in that movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a and, and nothing about them is politically correct. No, you know we talked about them before. Neil bought a first press, the weird first press of We Are the League, where the lyrics are so vile that they actually change them later. Where, yeah, like you know, talks about the song Animal, yeah, stuff. Yeah, Animal. So anyway, and I know they re-recorded it. With a current lineup, they re-recorded the classic album, which I always hate, but a lot of bands do that, you know, and they put the old lyrics back in. Oh, okay. How much album molester? Okay, yeah. So it's called, I can't remember what they called that re- remake, but that, it also has So What and a bunch of other, it, it, it has the B-side, but it's all, it's all re-recorded, so, and it's funny, because you think, oh, they're better players now, the technology's better, but it, it's, it's the magic, they usually catch, catch the magic in the groove of the early version, and you just can't replicate that. You're 100% right, yep. So, so I was listening to something that would pick your interest because I know you saw this lineup of the band live, but you know, uh, Cheetah Chrome put the Dead Boys back together. Oh, which again? Is cheesy. No, no, I'm talking about like ten years ago. Oh, when, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yes, sir. And I know you saw the put together, re put together version of the band. It was just Cheetah, and I think the drummer might have played on some of the Johnny shows Blitz. Yeah, I saw him with Johnny Blitz. Yeah, okay. and, but but it was it was pretty inauthentic version of the Dead Boys. But they did a good job of playing the Dead Boys songs. They did. So essentially, I mean, it's it, as much as it's sort of a high-end cover band, it's pretty much the best you can do as far as see uh, an authentic Dead Boys experience at this point. At least you got Cheetah Chrome, the guy who wrote the riffs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's better than nothing, right? Right. But they also re-recorded the entire Young, Loud, and Snotty They album. did, yes. It's called Still Snotty, Young, Loud, and Snotty at 40 or something like that. Yeah, that's right. And it's pretty good. But it's still not the... Because when they first start out, you know, obviously Sonic Reducer... Anybody who listens to us is familiar with Sonic Reducer at this point. Yep. Starts out and it's pretty good, but then you're just like, oh, that's a little different. That's different. The singer is pretty good, but not not that's perfect, stiff. right? And that's if so. Anyway. The, the, fun, the funny thing they did with that is in Sonic Reducer and the guitar at the beginning. You know, the, the original it's supposed to go from speaker to speaker to take advantage of the stereo, right? You hear the one guitar in the left, one guitar in the right. Um, but on on this reissue they did, it's just all through both speakers. It's weird they didn't do that. 
They should. They should. Pro- of course, they split up again. Even the yep. rebuilt version, but they probably should have redone the second album too. Yeah. Well, because well, the second album could use a little more sonic punch. Well, he did. Well, remember he did that though. They they did release a second version of "We Have Come for Your uh, Children," and it was called it's called Third Generation Nation. Um and um. I believe Cheetah has some sleeve notes on it. Really? Yeah. Um, I actually, I bought it. It's actually really good. And it is, it is much better. It's much punchier. And you I think... vinyl? Uh, yeah, on vinyl. Yes, sir. No kidding. Huh. Um, it's on Bad Boy Records. It's out, it's, a, it's a European uh, thing, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's really good. It's definitely worth getting. Huh. Yeah, it's called, it's called Third Generation Nation. Like I say, it's just the, it's just the second album re, redone, basically. They went with the... It premix, I think they didn't go with the the later mix. They went with the premix, so it was a bit more rough, you know. But it sounds much better. And like I said, there's a bunch of sleeve notes from uh, from Cheetah on it. So, so why are these? You know, we, we you know we just had record store day yesterday, which I didn't go to. And they're reissuing all these horrible albums. Why aren't they freaking reissuing Young Loud and Snotty? Why aren't we getting a good, easily available, nice 180 gram pressing of Young Loud and Snotty? And we've come for your children. Why are we getting all these stupid? Live shows uh, irritates me. Yeah, what was that? What was that? Because I know you're a replacements fan. So what was that replacements live album that was out yesterday? What they're doing essentially with that is a lot of it's just these, just expanded, expanded, expanded versions with five million outtakes. I think it was the, was it the Please to Meet Me album? I I don't even remember which. It was basically based around one album, but it was all the other stuff. They always notoriously recorded a ton of stuff. Because it was a, cause it, but it was a live album they released yesterday, right on the record store. Yeah. I know, I know they did the Maxwell's a couple of years ago because their yeah. live shows were notoriously uneven, also. Yeah. So, like, if they got a good, some of the shows are sort of legendary. So, I mean, Young Young Loud and Snotty was re-released um, about three years ago on green vinyl. Um, yeah, I mean, um, it's not. It's already expensive. Yeah, I think it was. I think Rhino had something to do with it, and it was. Yeah, it was super limited, though. It was super limited, and so it was difficult to out. find how limited some of these things are. And like, I'm, you know, we, we had our, we had Todd cheat on the other day who I, who, you know, we enjoyed talking to from the cheats in Pittsburgh. And we were talking about how the, he did a, a crossover album in 1990. And I look at, and literally they're doing like 200 copies on vinyl. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it going, Oh, it's 25 bucks. That's a bummer. But I'm like, I mean, it's only going to go up. Right. You know, I, bet I might as well go ahead and buy it now because it's going to be 60 bucks. Once they sell all those out, you know. Well, it's funny you mention that because I was just looking at one of the albums I had in my top ten of the year was um, Starving Wolves. I was making fun of the vocalist when we first talked about that a few episodes ago. Big Frankel band. Yeah. Um. So the album's called True Fire and it's really good. So I was looking at it today, see if I could get it, pick it up on vinyl. And Fat Rack, right, or somebody? I mean, it's a big, big punker label. No, actually, it wasn't. Um, he wasn't. I'd I'd never heard of it. Um, and they only pressed a hundred copies vinyl. Wow. A hundred. So it's already, yeah, it's already 25 bucks. I mean, and you need to have like reunions of the people who bought it need to get together every year for a picnic <laughs> or something. I mean, that's crazy, right? Right. I think there was like 50 in like splatter vinyl and then 50 in black or something like that. I just that. can't but, imagine that that's economically viable. Right. That surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's still selling a bunch of CDs too. I don't know. Because like that eviction that was that crossover band of Todd Cheat and they, they the the CD of course they got a bunch of extra songs on it it's actually there's some nice things about getting the CD but I don't know maybe they'll sell a thousand of those but yeah it's only a couple hundred vinyl copies you know I just can't imagine getting a couple hundred made is right 
is very easy. But I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Let's play the next song. What's your What's your well, next song? You dirty old creep. Well, I'll get I'll get there again in a second. But I just 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 to follow up on that. So it's on okay. the the label is R O N C E, Runs. Is that what it is? So I think it's I think that's I think it's French or something like that. So and the only place you can seem to get the vinyl is is from is from either France or Germany. I mean, and it's so weird. Yeah, I thought they were like like a um, fat rec band or something for some reason. No, I don't think so. Maybe the maybe the first release was was on uh, was on fat rec. I mean, I've heard of them, but I don't really know them. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Took us off. Took us off thing there. Um. Should I keep? Should I? Should I? Is it, they, they, we gotta keep going. We gotta pl- we gotta keep pushing forward. This is this is funny to say, but uh, should I keep in the handicapped vibe? <laughs> sure. Okay. So this next song is uh, a similar vibe to the uh, to the Meat Men. Crippled children suck. This is Fang from the West Coast with "Destroy the Handicapped." <laughs> Destroy the Handicap classic off their Landshark album, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. That's got some of the funniest lyrics in it, and I know it's not politically correct, and I know it's mean, but uh, was it blind people can't see? They bump into me. Deaf people can't hear. <laughs> they have defective ears. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You talk about the ultimate cancel culture band. Fang should be. In Fang, I know they're not very popular with a lot of the crowd, but talk about a band that should be canceled. I mean, Sammy Town, the only constant member of Fang, the singer, like in a drug fueled rage, like murdered his girlfriend or something. He did. That's correct. Right? Yeah, like something like that. Or... I'm not quite sure what the full, what the real story behind that is. But... The country. He's a fascinating character. I mean, I'd love to have him on, man. I bet you he's got some good stories. Oh, Sammy Jesus. Town. Yeah. Reach out, buddy. We want to. Yeah. We want. We'll set you. We'll set your record straight. We're gonna clear your name. Sam. Or at least give you a, a forum to bury yourself so deep that you make OJ look like an upstanding citizen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so anyway, so, yeah. that was Fang, F-A-N-G. So, of course, the big Fang song that all the grunge bands used to cover and kind of the most famous song is The Money Will Roll Right In. That's a classic. I don't know if we've ever played that one either. We haven't. I think it's the first Fang song that we played. This one was? Okay. Yeah, I think so. And well, they also had the one Skinhead Smoked Dope. That was another, that was another big one back in the day. Oh, yeah. Drunk and Crazy. All the, pretty much all the songs. Was it Drunk and Crazy? Drunk and something. Yeah, Drunk and Crazy, yeah. Pretty much all the songs. Is that Land Shark was what, like eight, eight songs or something? 
I think every one of them is pretty much a classic. Uh, yeah, Land Shark was uh, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, eight songs. Very good, very good. And then I think it was re-released with also where the wild things are, which yeah, is like their the second release. Wasn't nearly as good, honestly. Yeah, but it had some cool songs on it too. But yeah, I have like a CD. I think with both. Yeah. So yeah. So so do I. Yeah. Berkeley Heathen Scum. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I one. Yeah. That that's yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Good stuff. So fang for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Some fang should, for your buck. I should look at what my next song is. I don't even know before we get into some more random conversation. <laughs> random <laughs> conversation is right. But because I, I I didn't really like pair mine up with yours like with any with it for any reason you know i just oh boy the next one i pick is this is the one that this is the worst one all right well the fang the the, the fang logo remember the classic fang logo with like the bad skull and it just said fang for like the teeth like uh, big fangs yeah Yeah. i used to actually i spray painted that all over my hometown at one point when i was skateboarding down by the by the seafront and i'm sure nobody knew what the fuck that was they probably thought it was some it was some kind of crazy satanist kind of graffiti but yeah couldn't see again I got a photo of it somewhere actually. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try and dig that out and put that up. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. My next song, Neil. Oh dear. This is the one that makes me blush the most and it's probably the longest song we're going to play today. Okay. But very controversial band. You know, I was just thinking I didn't pick any Gigi. And I was just was, yeah, I was looking at your list and thought, yeah, no surprise there's no Gigi in there. The problem with Gigi is I don't there's no definitive song I don't think from his filthy era. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And the fact of the matter is, our dirty little secret here, me and me and Joe Queer both, I actually like his pre-disgusting. I mean, his pre-disgusting era is much better. Song like a song like "Don't Talk to Me" is a legitimate great punk song. You know that song? I don't actually. I don't really know any GG stuff to so be fair. He, he tried kind of playing it straight and mm-hmm. played like a great like power pop punk stuff. Hmm. We'll have to. And, we'll have to... and you know, never really made his mark. And then he went to you know sticking frozen hot dogs up his butt and eating them and stuff. You know, that was his later. <laughs> And assaulting people in the audience. Hooping on the stage and throwing crap into the yeah. stage, eating people in the face, going to prison, you know, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Then Shooting dying. Heroin to his wiener. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely multiple. But yeah, so I did not pick a Gigi song. Some of them are just so gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like like one of his classes is Expose Yourself to Kids. And <laughs> it's just so vile. It's literally about raping children. You know, it's just. And I, do I think you rape children? Probably not, but anyway, I just couldn't do it. So yeah, anyway, we're doing the Mentors. This is another another band that they're actually still around in one form or another, but it's very uh, it's not super authentic. But you know, El Duce, the drummer, singer, the original guy, has been gone for quite a few years now. Got hit by a train. Jesus, in a bizarre accident. Probably pushed, if not so. Definitely had a blood alcohol content high enough that he didn't know what was going on. But you're, you're not a Mentors guy, are you? I know. I, I tell you the truth. I don't think I've ever even heard the Mentors before. I mean, I've oh, heard of them, obviously, but I don't think I have. Because I was, I was always put off by their stupid album covers. So, you like know. The, like KKK hoods? Yeah, and like always naked, fat well, naked. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, this, is, this is their earworm. So if you don't like this one, you're okay. probably. But their songs are hilarious. But they're filthy. You know, songs about going through your purse and. You know, just oh, peeping toms and oh, it's so funny. But this one is this one is exceptionally vile. Okay, so what's this one called? It makes fun of one of our great American institutions in its title. This is called the Four F Club. Okay, mentors with the Four F Club.
comes back for more! What do we do, men? Fight her! Beat her! Fuck her! Forget her! So there, you had the mentors with the 4F club. Now, what, what, which institution are you talking about? Shower after that? What, in, what, what institution, though? 4H club. It's like a... Oh, what is that? The 4H club? Yeah. You don't know what it is? It's like nope. a... It's like a thing for kids where they like raise livestock or something. What? Four? You never heard of the Four H Club? No, sir. Never heard of it. Don't. Never heard of it. Really? No. I mean, well, it's it's yeah. It's like you know you know like you go to the county fair and they'll have rabbits or something. Never been to the county fair. Thank God. <laughs> so you're more of a Four F Club guy, huh? I guess. I I'm not. I'm not agreeing to anything. I'm not agreeing to anything you say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that song. I really need a shower after that song. I, I, I'm. I'm sorry. Sorry for everything that goes along with it. And that's off the album. You axed for it. It looks you like you axed for their classic about '83 or so. That and here's the here's the thing. If we're being honest, that album is pretty great. But nothing else they did after that really, really could stand. Nothing after that really stood the test of time, because I think they felt like they need to get dirtier and dirtier. It's kind of like the Meat Men. You know, the Meat Men started out, and the Meat Men wrote great hardcore songs that happened to be funny. Mm-hmm. But their later albums, they there was too much. Oh, you cut and out on, there, on great hardcore songs. You're gonna have to repeat that. So they kind of lost the. You cut out there. Well, so, so the early Meat Men, the yeah. early Meat Men, essentially were great hardcore songs that happened to be funny, and maybe a little dirty. But then they later they focused on the dirtiness and the funniness, and they weren't great hardcore songs anymore. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of lost a lot. Right. And think of the mentors. They just lost the plot. I mean, they were just these filthy scum dogs from Seattle originally that played that wore clan hoods and played these awful songs but you know eventually their style of music became known as rape rock yeah that's no good so you know you don't like like i'm home for christmas you're home for christmas hey mom i found this new genre of music it's called rape rock (laughs) yeah awesome (laughs) but anyway that's enough of that let's turn the time to turn the corner on the darkest on the darkest day in the history of punk till i die podcast so oh that might get worse um (laughs) Podcast uh, Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail, Punk Till I Die Podcast on Facebook. Please direct all negative comments towards one Neil. <laughs> no. Not me. My stuff, my stuff's so lighthearted and funny. Yours is just dirty yeah, and dark. Yeah, I've seen a couple that are coming up. It doesn't seem all that lighthearted to me. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. Well, this is, this is episode 69. It's the offensive episode. What do you want? Exactly. If we were playing Weezer, that would be that actually that would be offensive to me. <laughs> Horrible. So um, let's say go ahead. No, I was just I was just wondering. So just going back to that, um, the Starving Wolves album, um, mm-hmm. and then for the Raging Nathans too, I started looking for their album too for twenty, you know, their album no, Oppos- Oppositional right Defiance. Is right. Their label, Rad Girlfriend, is right out of Dayton, Ohio. You shouldn't have too much trouble finding that. I wouldn't think it is, but on Discogs. There is nothing from the U.S. It's all France. It's, again, it's all France and Germany. Here's what you do. Let me see if I can find it right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you go to Rad Girlfriend Records, but you're saying on Discogs, it's so weird that I. Why don't wouldn't know you if... go straight? Go straight to the label, though. Yeah, I guess. I love Discogs as a as a resource, and I you know I use it all the time. I'm waiting on very patiently waiting on a Pink Lincolns in seven seconds, seven inch right now. But um, if it's still better to go straight to the label if you can. Yeah, I would agree with that, but like, like I said, for this, for, for, for starving, for starving wolves, I'd never even heard of that label. Have you heard of Runts Records or whatever it's called? But 
but but the the so Rad Girlfriend has a great um, Bandcamp, so you can get four different color variants of the vinyl, and they're all well black and but there's three that are really cool looking, fifteen bucks. So even by the time you pay to ship it, you get the LP to your house for twenty bucks. And I bet you if you find a couple other things you like on there, you can uh, do better on the shipping. You know. Yeah, I mean, but it was, I was my point. My my question was though. I'm just wondering why on Discogs it's always like French and German people. Like a lot of American, like was it not sold to like American record stores or something? I bet you a good local record store can get you Rad Girlfriend stuff. They have a lot of releases now. They're a pretty respectable label. Yeah. Hey, we should probably have the Josh, it's either Josh Goldman or I think it's Josh Goldman. I think the guy who runs his name is, I met him real briefly one time. Hmm. We should probably have him on. I really like, I really like a lot of their stuff. They, they they put out a record by another band that I'm going to play later, actually. Oh, okay. Even though I'm not going to play one from that era. but Well, no, I know you mentioned the Pink Lincolns. You've mentioned them a couple times over yeah, the last few shows. You yeah. issued one of their key albums, the one called Suck and Bloat. Yeah, I think um, yep. our, our, guest from the, our, our guest from the last from the last show, uh, Jay Prozac, I think he put a picture up on his Facebook of that, actually, just funnily enough today. He put a picture <laughs> of a... Pink Lincoln. I was going to ask about that. Let's, why, don't, why don't you play your next song, and then I will actually ask you about that that uh, one of the bands he put on there because we got a letter from our pal Mike the Mailman saying how excited he was that this song, this album was streaming too, and I had never heard of it. Hmm. So let's. Uh, what's your next one? Okay, uh, my next one is a song by the Vandals, and I'm assuming this was they were Not so. Huh? Right. What's that? Not be the legend. Brown. I already played that one. No, 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 no. This is. I don't know what what version. I think this was pretty early, but you can't find this on any of the regular albums. What's the song? This, the song is called the song is called Dachau Cabana. Nice. Uh, like I was going to say Viking suit. Isn't Viking suit about like some child molester? Yeah, dressed, dressing up as a Viking. Um, but this is obviously a piss take on Barry Manilow's famous song Copacabana. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Except the lyrics are a lot um, darker. Um, <laughs> went a direction and they're gonna people are gonna start to see a theme develop and you definitely went a darker i mean you you your songs you pick definitely are like two different subject matters and they are both way darker than the mentors well they are but they're but they're both comedy songs it's true i mean these, yeah, the these i mean i don't i don't i don't i don't think the guys in the vandals actually wanted to you know believed in nazi germany or whatever whereas i think the guys in the mentors probably did believe what they were saying you never know but um i guess what i was saying was uh they didn't this really wasn't on anything on any of the regular albums so i'm guessing they were ashamed of it too what's that are you familiar with it i back in the day i heard it um and it's not even online it's yeah it's well no no it would have been way before that so i think it was on a compilation you could find it online if somebody's looking for it is it on spotify or something yeah well i found i found it on youtube um, but it's not even on Hitler bad, Vandal's good, like you would have thought it would have been. You know what Most I mean? Vandal's 2.0. Um, yeah. So that on. was the later Vandal's, right? That was the other singer. Yeah. Well, th- this is this is def. I think this is the other oh, singer. Okay. I don't. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how. What okay. when, right. when well, this was recorded? For, good job picking this song. You know absolutely nothing about. Well, no. All I know is it's really freaking funny, and and as soon as you've heard it once, you'll be. You'll be singing the you'll, you'll oh, be please, singing the words. Please write us and explain to Neil what the song you picked and 
educate us on this song. It's actually it is off. Funny freaking weirdos out there knows everything about this song. It is off. <laughs> oh whoa, hold on a second. It's off the. I, I don't know if it's an EP. When men were men and sheep were scared. So again, have you ever heard of that one? Wow, that's a great name for an EP. Yeah. I bet you they recorded that in Wales. It's a. It's a. Yeah. It's a, oh, in, Wis, oh, in Wisconsin. <laughs> they recorded that in hometown, actually. It's a. It's a, Wis, it's a Wisconsin, and it's got, it's got a really bad drawing of like John Wayne and Mr. T and Elvis and stuff on the cover with a bunch of sheep in bondage gear. Very strange. Um, oh, here we go. Here, here we go. Here we go. It was on the original release of When in Rome, but it was pulled when the album was re-released. Interesting. So there you go. See, the race thing too, because you know, you go by now piece through vandalism, you can get the twelve inch EP mm-hmm. again, but it doesn't have Heartbreak Hotel on it. So it's like at the time, I'm sure they didn't actually clear the proper, yeah, because it was called HB Hotel if you remember on the original. Yep. That's and so right. I wonder if it's because so if, did they use the music from Copacabana? Uh, yes. Wow. So you don't know if it was pulled because of that or if it was pulled because of the the offensive lyrics, but either way, there we go. Um, right. So anyway, let's play it. Um, let's this, this is the Vandals with Dachau Cabana, and listen to the lyrics. There. 
hope that made you giggle. Um, Dachau Cabana by the Vandals. So. so so it's it's funny. My wife was so happy one time we were out. We found a really I found a, like a beautiful, like really nice copy of Barry Manilow's greatest hits double LP, like in a gatefold sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's really really young. So my wife occasionally enjoys some Barry Manilow. My brother's wife, she's a what they call a Manilette or whatever. She oh. she's been to Vegas to see Barry Manilow it's a bunch of times. I won't allow that level of devotion to Barry Manilow. It's yeah. too threatening in my mind. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's met him hey, and man, stuff. Yeah, man. very, very strange. <laughs> but you know, well, you know, to, whatever people like, Neil, to I'm each like their stuff. own. Exactly. Yourself, I'm getting angry about these things. I don't care what people like. Exactly, I agree too. Yep. So, now do you like that? Do, do you like that second Vandals album, Win in Rome? I, I think it's a big, a significant drop off from the first. Yeah. Well, I guess the first isn't even an album, is it? The it's a it's an EP, I guess, piece through vandalism, right? Yeah, six songs. Yeah. So I guess this might be their first album, right? When in Rome, do yeah, the Vandals do? And once again, over the years, that got packaged um, with the those two records. Got always were together. Those were the only two Steve O records, the original singer. Mm-hmm. So those two records were like I had them on tape on one tape, and then I had them on CD. Like I still do have the CD. As a matter of fact, both on the same, you know, both in the same CD because mm-hmm. they're both pretty short. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't either of those any of those on vinyl you know we talked about how they reissued the live fast diarrhea album and it was so cool looking that we both wanted it because it was like clear with like shit splatter brown on it <laughs> yeah it was yeah but the music's just not worth no it's not it's it's not good right it's shit it's basically shit like right? like, like it's cool like the vinyl is cool but i just i just think it was worthy of like a deluxe reissue you know right. i mean i know people a lot of people i reviewed it and a lot of people were like man this is the best vandals album this classic vandals i'm like really I mean, it's not my. I'm not trying to shit on it, really. I mean, that's not my goal. It's just not. I just don't think it's. I mean, it's fine. It's like basically decent '90s pop punk. It's not like it's you know something important. I don't. I don't know, Neil. These kids, man. They. They. I just. I just don't get them. Kids, you're like 38. So so, kids, man. So that so the so the compilation this was on when men were men and sheep were scared. It's actually a compilation of like a bunch of different bands, but it's funny the Vandals were clearly the biggest name on it because it's got Rhino Thirty Nine. You know them? Nick Wilson? No, no, unfortunately, no. Um, I do remember. I do actually remember Rhino Thirty Nine. Okay. They were, they were they were a they made a record that's considered like a sort of minor classic, didn't they? Uh, I don't know. I'd never I'd never never heard of them. Tell you the truth. No. No. Um, wow. Yeah, maybe I should maybe I should look into that. But Rhino oh, Thirty Nine, yeah, Red Beret, Falling yeah. Idols, Secret Hate, Nip Drivers—I've heard of them. I've heard of them too. And Target of Demand. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah. That's, yeah. Or did they get songs each or something or what? They got two songs apiece. <laughs> so the Vandals had Dachau Cabana and Frog Stomp. Huh. Yeah. Don't remember that either. Yeah. So I mean, I I definitely—is it rare? Is it like valuable? Uh, do 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 do. No, sir. 17 no. bucks. Oh, no. 16 for sale from $17, but again, from Germany, France, Germany, Italy, Germany. The United States one is 25 United double States. You shift it. What's shift that? It. Double that by the time you ship it, then. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you yeah. Because you're too impatient. Yeah, there's one from the U.S., 25 bucks. I definitely have that situation. You know, I, I, I don't share your hatred for the U.S. Post Office, Neil. <laughs> but... Once again, I ordered some stuff from the Chicago area. It was supposed to be here Thursday. 
and nothing had been updated, nothing been updated. And even coming Thursday was better part of a week, you know? Yeah. But I haven't got it. And now I see that it's in Detroit. And once again, I, I don't know exactly how mail works, but you know where Detroit is and you know where Chicago is. I mean, it literally had to go past my house on the highway. <laughs> yeah, and then it'll come back down again. Chicago to Detroit. Yeah. And our Grand Rapids, and everything goes to Grand Rapids. So it's, I mean, I'll probably get it tomorrow or the next day. And it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I won't die. But um, it is sort of, it is sort of irritating. And, it, you know, it's, so I live in this small town. If I throw a letter in the mail in, my little town it goes to grand rapids and then comes back like if i sent a letter to my neighbor mm-hmm. it goes to grand rapids and comes back hmm. which is kind of weird i mean I, I wouldn't pay for a stamp for my neighbor i'd just open up the mailbox and throw it in there mm-hmm. you might get shot though especially if it was that one guy in the corner of the bar what's that you said you might get shot though if you go to that guy's house the guy the guy oh, who yeah. was at the corner of the bar with all the guns yes. <laughs> you know i love that that that, that Teddy song stealing people's mail so <laughs> yeah so all right, let me pick. What's my next song, you know? What's my next song? Um, Stormtroopers of Destiny, perhaps? Stormtroopers of Death. Stormtroopers of Death. Yeah, I don't know. Metal band, okay, I don't so know. This was, so, you know the band MOD, Method of Destruction? It's like a kind of a thrashy, hardcore band out of New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Milano. Yep. Well, they had a band before that with a couple guys from Anthrax. They were called Stormtroopers of Death. They did an album called Speak English or Die. Yeah, remember that one. Classic album. And... And once again, speaking of should die is one of the classics. The other, the other, one of the other classics on that album is a song called "Fuck the Middle East." And uh, so I like both those songs a lot. But I'm like, you know what? Once again, I'm not going to fan the flames of racial hatred. So I thought I would do what I could do to set back relations between men and women a couple of years. And so <laughs> this is a classic. Yes, yeah. de- your so, your songs are worse than mine, buddy. I tell you. So the- Die on, which was great, and then they actually followed that up like 15 years later or something with a pretty fun album called Bigger Than the Devil that had some great songs. Okay, but anyway, yeah, this is from that first album. Once again, early 80s, mid 80s, maybe. Um, and this song is called Premenstrual Princess Blues. <laughs> There you go. Tom's loving that one. Um, so what's it? Stormtroopers of Death, right? Stormtroopers of yes, Death. Premenstrual Princess Blues. It was. They were definitely not politically correct. I mean, talk about a band that would get canceled. Holy cow. Yeah. 
For sure. But anyway, yeah, stuff, fun stuff. Those albums, both their albums are great, but especially the Speak English or Die album, it's it actually went platinum. It took like twenty years, but it went platinum, and it's it's definitely a classic. So definitely a little more on the medley side, the stuff that I kind of avoid playing on this on this particular show. But anyway, good stuff. Yeah. Um, Stormtroopers. Yeah. Why do I know? I mean, I had friends who used to listen to that all the time. Skater. Yeah. Skater World. I think. Man, there's an awful lot of songs on this album. Holy shit, looks like there's about 20 songs on it. Was it? Something like seven seconds long. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember when they issued the album on CD, it had like 10 bonus cuts for a total of like four minutes. (laughs) 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 So tell me, how was was the ballad of of Jimi Hendrix at the end there? Oh, that's four seconds long. Never mind. All these great ballads. So like the ballad of Jimi Hendrix is just like the first few notes of Purple Haze followed by, you're dead. (laughs) How amazing. And they had all these, and I, you know, I remember I, I actually got to see them once when they put out the second album in the later '90s, I think, and they were so such great fun. But you know, they like whoever just died recently, they would have the ballad of. So they actually did. Mm. That was called the ballad of Charles Schultz, who had just died at the time, the guy mm-hmm. who drew the Peanuts comics. Right. So it was like, you're dead. You know, like perfect stuff. Yeah. Stuff. They had all these goofy songs like The King at the King, where they'd have like King Diamond, this metal guy, like, I'll have one whopper with cheese. You know, it's just, it's just <laughs> shit, but it's fun. It's good stuff. SOT, Billy Milano. There uh, you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, they blur in with it, some of the latest uh, Suicidal Tendency stuff, because I never really listened to that either, because it was, you know, when they went metal, you know? I still love some of those metal Suicidal Tendencies album, too. The one that came out in 90 was called. Lights, Camera, Revolution. Yeah. And it had kind of some funky stuff on it and some metal stuff on it, but I still love that record. As a matter of fact, that's probably like my third favorite after suicidal album after the first one and then Join the Army. That's probably my next favorite one. Didn't they have a, didn't they have like a spinoff band that was like funky? Yeah, Infect, Infectious Grooves. I never could get into Infectious that. Infectious Grooves, that's it, yeah. I am, um, I am not funky, man. <laughs> you know, I never, you're, not, you're not like Didi Ramone, you know, the funky guy. Lost you there for a minute, but no, I never could get into the anything. It was just, it's just not for me. Okay. Unless I'm at a wedding reception, I've had like 14 screwdrivers and play that funky music. White boy comes on. <laughs> yeah, I can get a little bit down with that. Well, if you miss, if you missed it, I think I think I said so. You're not like Didi Ramone, you're not a funky guy. Oh, <laughs> that 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 Didi Ramone solo rap album is so, stuff. Up. It's yeah. so bad, it's good. But once again, that's the stuff that's getting reissued for record store day. It's like right. Hey, Limited 800 copies on gold vinyl of D.D. King's rap album. It's like, yep. where the heck are the Dead Boys? Why can't I get a decent copy of the freaking Dead Boys? Oh, man, you have, it's that's a very, very true. I mean, that list yesterday, I was looking through it, and it was like, holy shit, there's like nothing. I mean, that Ramones, It's Alive too, but you got It's Alive, the first one, and that's better than this one because I've heard this one. It's basically the same thing but worse. Well, why do I why do I want I mean unless here's the thing it's the it's a live album it's so good man yep. I listened to it during quarantine a ton I got the new one with one red record one blue record yep. it's so great I, I have nothing bad to say about that record but it literally has two thirds of all the songs they had written by that point so unless they've the, the it's alive two was playing the other third I really why would you want it right. And it's basically, I mean, it's, I, mean it's I think it's the same set. It's it's basically the same set, right? So, so, so listen, I mean, I mean, that's great. That'd be fun. Maybe I'd Spotify it once, you know, just while I'm working or something. But I'm, what do I need that for when I have the 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it was on. The, it was done on the same tour, so it's basically this. I get that the Ramones aren't making. Damn. I get that the Ramones aren't making new music anymore, and people want more. But you know, go listen to something else. Right. Go buy the new record. Go buy that cover of uh, Animal Boy by our pals, the New Rochelles, or go do. Some, you know what I mean? Go do something different, or the Young Rochelles. I can't remember whichever one did that. Well, or or or, or, or if you're gonna do a Ramones live album. And they, and they might have done this in the past, but I was going to say do one from, like, Pleasant Dreams era or something like that. You know what I mean? Do it from a different era. I mean, I know that one is classic, but it's been done. Get money. Yeah. Cause this, because that's the thing with It's Alive was the, was the end of the Tommy era. Right. So, but yeah. yeah. I, so, yeah, speaking of Record Store Day, I did not get out. Yeah, me neither. You didn't even try, did you? I didn't. Now, funnily enough... I just, talking about the U.S. mail again. I actually just got the wipers thing for for the first okay. record store day, which was a month ago. I actually yeah, just man. received that from the record farm. Um, it took three weeks to get to me from Indiana. From, I'm literally 150 miles away. Yeah, I mean, I drove there in two and a half hours. You probably should have just met him for lunch. I probably should have done. Now knowing that, I could have just gone. Now I will say this like, though. I'll, meet you, I'll buy you lunch. Just meet me halfway and. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but this is what Record, State, Record Store Day should be. So this was the first Wipers album uh, yep. from, like, 81 or I something have, like that. Because I, I actually am not familiar with that band at all. Yeah. Um, and so that's been out of print, obviously, for 30-plus years, right? So, A, it was a rare album. But they did a really nice job with the re- reissue of the album. Plus, they put a four-track EP of, like, their first um, demos and uh, you know, on a seven inch, so it's got a fr- it's got a free seven inch with it, and it's also got a signed gig poster from like eighty one, you know, done by oh. uh, you know. So that that's pretty damn cool. You get a pretty nice package, plus you get a record yeah. that's not super easy to get a good press right. of. So e- exactly, exactly. So that that that's the thing. I think that Record Stay Day should be doing instead of like you you know like you've been saying, yeah. And what? But so it's but it's not cheap. I mean, the fact of the matter is, it they go for like thirty five bucks. Yeah. I mean that's not exactly giving it. A... It's not. It's not. But the extra seven inch. I suppose that that's not really that bad. Yeah, and and that one actually on Discogs already. That one's like seventy bucks already. Not that I'm gonna sell it, but I'm just saying because I think that was limited to like fifteen hundred copies or something. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Have you listened to it yet? I have. It's really good, and I listened to the I was EP. Say because because knowing you, you're bitching about how long it takes. Why won't my record? Why won't we get? And then I'll say, hey, dude, how is that? He's like, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I'm like. <laughs> Because you do do that. I get that from you all the time. You're like, yeah. man, this is taking so long. Well, how is that? I don't know. I'm listening. <laughs> Just like you have to have it sitting there. Listen, if I've paid for it, I want it in my hands, all right? God damn it. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I said, I ordered... I ordered. Uh, so, you know, you and I are both big 7 Seconds fans. Yes. Of course, the first album, The Crew, is the classic. It's like yep. 18 tracks or something, right? But I'm starting to try to pick up their early EPs, too, especially the first three... So I ordered was it blood, skin, and guts or something like that? It's called. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're eighty-two or eighty-three, and I'm gonna try to get all the rest of those because even don't like like walk together, rock together. I actually like that album quite a bit, but um, but by the time New Wind rolled around, yeah, I'm not really into it. Or is New Wind before? No, New Wind was after. New New Wind New Wind was the, when they had. Might have been the same year, but anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, walk together, rock together. I like a lot still. But those early EPs had that similar style to like the first full length. Yeah, the, the crew. Yeah, like um, song seven inch, you know. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, and yeah, and Walk Together, Rock Together came first, and New Wind came out like maybe a year later, and I saw them on both tours. Um, okay. By New Wind, they basically what they were trying to turn into U two. 
inches or something. So, so did you do you have those seven inches or no? Do you have those early singles? I do. Yeah. I do. Um, I have yeah, original more, presses, I think, for uh, two of the three of them. Yeah. But I was basically, it's basically the first three. It's Blood, Skin, and Guts or whatever, and uh, Blast from the Past, and there's one other one. I can't think of what the name of it is. But yeah, they're basically the first three. Oh, classic. But I also, you know... The... Damn, you're cutting out a lot today, my friend. Whoa. I'm cutting out? Yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah like every, every couple minutes. What the heck, man? Nobody's even sucking up my broadband. So the Skins, Brains, and Guts, then Committed for Life... But yeah. Life, yep. yep. And, and then blast. and then bla- and then blast from the past. Actually, I don't think I do have skins, brains, and guts. I have committed for life, and I have blast from the past, but I don't have skin, I brains, and guts. I think that's the very first one. It is first thing. Indeed, it is. Yeah, that's the first one. So anyway, I, I'm getting a repress, of course, and it it wasn't terrible. It was like seven bucks or something. Yeah, the original goes for a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know me. You know me, man. I'm not picky about the press. Right. It's got that weird looking fat skinhead on the cover. Yeah. I, I wondered. I was wondering. Is that like Kevin Seconds after a? Well, after ham dinner or what? Well, when I did see them, um, why did I, I saw them warming up for? I think we've talked about this before, but I I saw them probably about five or six years ago. Actually, at Riot Fest, I saw them one, the last one that was inside, um, and he okay. had uh, I saw him outside of Riot Fest. He had he had plumped up a lot, I unfortunately, but uh, yeah, he certainly well, wasn't no. the Kevin he used to be. But who is? I guess right? Yeah, exactly. It's a man and a half. They're half again the man he used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? Uh, what's what's next? What's next on the agenda? I, I, you know what? I'm gonna. I might even change up my fifth song because maybe. Oh, oh maybe you doing audible? Well, we're only to our fourth song, aren't we? We are, but I'm just saying maybe I'll do a change on the last one. Um, I'm gonna do a very offensive religious one because you know punk rock like to be very sure. anti-religious, right? So um, I'm gonna do a song by the Feeders. Um, is it the feeders or just feeders? Actually, I'm not quite sure. Sure, I have a couple of their albums on CD, but I, I'm not really super familiar with them. From the Northwest, right? No, I think they're from Arizona, I believe. Oh, Phoenix from Phoenix, I believe. Oh, yeah, Phoenix? so it's just it's just yeah. feeders. And um, I became aware of them obviously when I was in the states in '84. And the reason people loved them at first was because their album was called "Ever Feel Like Killing Your Boss." Mm-hmm. And uh, they, I mean, they kind of reminded me of the Crucifix, and you know, for some reason. But um, I wouldn't say musically too much, but yeah. no, no, but just the the whole it's the, real subversive, yeah, nature. subversive and angry about everything. Um, and the album was interesting because yeah, the album was "Ever Feel Like Killing Your Boss" in '84, and it had sandpaper on the cover. And supposedly the reason was so it would like destroy the albums it was next to when it was in your record collection. Like every time you pulled it out, it would destroy the album that was next to it. So um, that was always interesting. But then it, it's a good album, but it has the one absolute stone dead classic song on it called Jesus. Um, well, actually on the album, it's just called Entering from the Rear. The original single was called Jesus. And uh, on the album, it's called Entering from the Rear. So this is the Feeders. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is just Feeders with uh, Jesus Entering from the Rear. Thank you. 
Finally gone too far. Um, I, yeah, I'm sure some religious folks should be offended, but I don't know if anyone that's religious will be listening to our show. So, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Not anymore. Well. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. That's a good, you know that song, though, right? I, I, you know, I have that album, actually, but I yeah. don't, I mean, I, CD, I have a CD of it. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I only listen to it cursely, so I really don't know if I do or not. Oh, you should listen to that song, man. That song is an absolute stone-dead classic. That song is fantastic. Mm. It's one of those ones I put right up with, like, California Uber Alice or something like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they also had an album called Vandalism, Beautiful as a Rock in a Cop's Face. So. See, I think maybe both those albums are on that CD I have. Yeah. And it's stuff like is that, that is, is why I is why I think of them kind of like the Crucifix, you know. I think they might kind of. still be around in some form or another, but I guess I'm not sure. Well, they, they certainly haven't released. Well, they they they, they released an EP in 2017 called "What Would Hitler Do?" Yeah, <laughs> I think they're on that same weird label that like that same little. La- I think was it on Slope? Um, yeah that that EP was yeah. What would Hitler do? It's got a picture yeah, of Trump dressed as Hitler. Yeah, that's the one that did the. The the um, the freeze album too, and the freeze were really very unhappy with the oh, label and everything else. Okay. So I, if, yeah, I definitely if if I'm sure Cliffhanger's not listening, but if Cliffhanger's listening, we want to talk to you, man. Oh, they're Love. actually they're actually a band that had that uh, thing on uh, I think Record Store Day in the UK. I think that uh, freeze yeah. album, right? Both yeah. both the things I wanted were Record Store Day UK. So I looked at that Agent Orange thing, especially it's going for like thirty five bucks. 
So, but you can find it. But is that from a British place? So you'd have to pay no, shipping too. No, I think too? it was a couple of American copies. Hmm. Okay. Well, there it you go. Not too bad. Me of, so I have a, a a really a pretty cool Rhino slash Posh Boy version of it on CD, mm-hmm. which has the original album, which is short. I think like eight songs or something. Mm-hmm. Then it has a bunch of instrumentals and a couple extra songs. And I think that it looks like that press, and it has like the original single version of Bloodstains, which is slightly different than the album version. And I think the reissue looks like that songless kind of. Oh, the CD also had this interview, which, I mean, who's listening? You know, you listen to the CD, you want to hear the songs. You don't want to listen to an interview every time you listen to a record, right? Right, right. Yeah, I was kind of, I never was a big fan of that. But anyway. Yeah, I, want, I definitely want to pick that up. I wouldn't mind picking. I would like to pick up the first Freeze album too on vinyl. It would be cool, but I don't know. There's so many things I want to buy that are like I can get for like twenty bucks. That it's I'm not sure if I'll be buying that for thirty five yet. But I might see if my local store can get it for me. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna pay big bucks, I'd rather give it to them. Oh, for sure, that makes sense. Yeah. So we'll see. My <laughs> my main record store is back open again, and I was gonna go over there saturday but i you know you know i was at a tennis my son was playing tennis all day saturday and i got done and i was and i was like i think they might be having a protest or something downtown i really don't want to deal with that so what, just are they, home. what are they protesting now oh like you know blm anti-cop kind of thing oh, okay mm-hmm. so and and I, and I don't know exactly what the fact that there's are the protests in gr seem like they've been pretty peaceful lately so which they is haven't, cool uh, they haven't been to the fudge <laughs> shop again no, they haven't looted the fudge shop or the comic book store. Damn it. I think they just were kind of like, last time, I think they just kind of like sat in front of the police station, which I think is great. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not even mocking it. I just don't want to deal with it, you know? Right. So yeah. anyway, yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, I did not make it out and I thought about it, but I have like, I'm kind of scheduling to go hit the loop and hit a bunch of this, hit a store a week for a couple weeks or something. So when you say the loop, what do you mean? Just a few different stores that are kind of geographically spread out. Oh, so you don't mean the loop in Chicago? I thought yeah, that's what no, you no. meant. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I do think you know you and I are going to get together and hopefully uh, we'll do a bunch of record shopping in a month or so. I, yeah. I think I don't know why that can't happen. I I even I, I'll talk to you about the specifics of it later, but uh, but no, it should be fun and hopefully do the Pegboy thing. And I you know what's funny is I think like our one year anniversary show whatever whenever that is um we might be able to do it like uh live. at your place yeah it's true yep i'll be hosting you, i'll be hosting live, this time live together probably not like live streamed but like live together you know you'll hear it a week later yeah well, so <laughs> but you know we could sit we could sit at your kitchen table and stare longly at each other's eyes and let your cat freaking scratch our balls while we're recording <laughs> it'd be a good time yeah that's not too weird Just um down a few brews I'm looking. I'm looking when our first, our first we recorded our first show, October twenty second. Okay, so I will be theoretically at your place about a week before that. Yeah, pretty weird, right? Now we didn't put it out for a while. We could probably get it actually posted. Yeah, we recorded on October twenty second. Right. That was our actual record day. Right. So we probably okay. didn't push it out for you know. For a while after that, but uh, yeah, special episode of the Punk Line Dog is episode number seventy three. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, we did a we did our first trial run. Remember, we did a first trial one. We did that in September. We did that. That is a bonus track. (laughs) Holy shit! You know what? You know what? We did that exactly exactly a year ago today. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Do you still have that? I do. 
Well, the funny thing is, because we, we we did – now we're getting into the making of the sausage. We did one where we were just practicing just to kind of see how the flow went, and it went really well, and it was very funny. But me being the idiot I am, like, talked some serious trash about people. <laughs> like, yes. like, oh, we put that out. I could say that. It was very – boy, you talk about the offensive show, number 69. That was a very offensive show. It was. So it... maybe when we quit or something, like, <laughs> you can put, put that, that out. Yeah, but the fact is, the people we were talking about, nobody knows who they are, really. Right. It wasn't I like I was, It wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was like it was like punk news people. Yeah. And not even like the big ones that you guys would know who follow that who follow punk news. Yeah. So anyway, it was it a very matter. freewheeling episode, though. It went from it like the Ramones to talking about porno magazines to all kinds of stuff. Oh, in England, like when you get done with your porno mag, you just throw it in a bush and then yep. a young Neil, a young Neil would find it. Yep. That's right. That's right. And then it went, but I don't know how we got there from talking about the Ramones, like, but we did like from heaven. Like, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Crap. So it's my turn, huh? It is. It is. What, what awful, uh, offensive song are you playing next? You bastard. Uh, next one was definitely the worst. So after this, it's a, okay. So, I think I've talked about this band, and when we did, I can't remember when we did A to Z. No, I'm sure, I'm sure it was. I'm sure like N was negative approach. We did like our A to Z gigs, but there's a band from, I think they're from Colorado. Don't ask me what city specifically. They're called Nobodies. Right. They're a '90s, definitely a '90s band. I, I hesitate to call them pop punk because they're really not that poppy. They're super snotty. Really a great band from that era. All their albums were pretty much filthy. Um, I just happened to catch them when I was visiting my friend who lived in New Hampshire at the time. And I went to the great Elvis room, which was in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, a great little punk club. And I happened to see them. So I've been a fan of them for, you know, more than 20 years. And then I saw them a couple of years ago here locally. Pretty bad, man. It says a lot about punk rock. But I think the first time I saw them was a $5 cover. And the next time I saw them 20 years later, $5 cover. I mean, people making some serious bank yeah. playing yeah, rock. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but they were great, and, and they have a song. And this song is actually sort of relevant to the times. But let's play the song first, and then we'll talk about, it a, talk about it a minute when we get back. So this is Nobody's. This is from their song, uh, from their album Short Songs for Short Attention Span. And the name, uh, the name of the song, and it features a little voice uh, cameo by the great adult film actress Taylor Wayne, who wasn't, I don't really remember her anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, Sure you don't, buddy. Sure you don't. Song, song is called Perfect. Hello? Hey, do I have the right number? I need to speak to the nobodies. This is Taylor Wayne. I need my nobodies. Are they there? I really need to speak to them. Hey, guys, where you at?
there. Perfect. By is it the nobodies or just nobodies? It's no explanation. No, uh, just nobodies. Just nobodies. No okay. So they're kind of a Google, but they're a great fun band. Like if you like the queers and you haven't heard the nobodies, you should check them out. They're very funny and they're like songs are great and catchy. They have like fun, like non politically correct songs too. About like like they have a song called "Bring It Back." It's like bring back the death penalty. <laughs> you know, just like oh yeah yeah definitely like touchstone things for like that punk rockers didn't like and and they never played on like lookout or or fat rack all their their key records were on hopeless okay with decent label back in the day but i don't think they've been as good about kind of keeping their stuff out there as some of these other some of these other labels and we've actually kind of heard some other people talk about how hopeless their contracts weren't really geared towards the digital age and then they they weren't a great one too make records for but anyway i and i don't know i'm not not my job to disparage hopeless records maybe they're awesome i don't know but anyway yeah um but no there was a, so you know i'm sure you you, you know you, you watch the news a little bit i try i try to watch it very little honestly yeah but did you see the you know you know who's the most famous male adult film star of all time uh john wayne Adult film star. Oh, adult film star. I'm sorry. Um, that would be that would be what's his name? The the fat the fat guy. What the hell's his name? Hedgehog. Ron Jeremy. Ron right? Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron Jeremy. Yeah. You see what's happening with him, right? He's been done for rape or something, isn't he? Or... He's like being charged with over like twenty counts of sexual assault. Yeah. No. Is, he he. When you look at pictures of him young, he wasn't a bad looking guy. He was kind of a greasy mustache. Yeah. You know, guy. Typical seventies looking cheese, cheesy guy. Yeah. Young, but he's got fatter and fatter. Right, and he's really disgusting looking. His hair is falling out, but he keeps it long. And you know, but yeah, he's been charged with like he's probably going to die in prison. This is a guy who got old and fat and still made his living having sex with young, attractive women. And he, and then when he's done with work, he's assaulting on the side. Well, so was was that it, or were they, or were the people that were in movies with him accusing him of like, like oh, drugging them and? Well, I mean, it wasn't movie related. I don't oh, it wasn't. Think. I think okay, yeah, I didn't know this. I, I didn't know the details. So, at least. But it's like you know, I'm just like, you know, okay. So your your job, your day job is you're an IT guy. Yes, sir. I mean, is your I mean, you're gonna go home in the evening and be like, hey, anybody need any help with their computers? Anybody have any anybody computer problems? I'll come over <laughs> to your house. And fix. It's like, I, you know, I, I'm a municipal worker. It's not like I'm in the evening. I'm like going around with the neighbors, going, hey, you want me to take a look at that septic tank for you? <laughs> Well, it bizarre. depends how much they're paying to tell you the truth. It's just bizarre to me <laughs> that this guy's have. I mean, I guess he really must be a sex maniac or something. That he's well, just that he's having that much sex during the day and then still has energy for assaulting at night. <laughs> assaulting. That's his, that, that's what he does for fun. Um, is, I, he in, is he in the mentors? Like a, <laughs> it's like, dude, you need a hobby that's not so work related. Well, has he been found guilty? No, no, he's in jail now. Although I think waiting trial. And I'm, once again, I, I'm sorry. I'm not I don't mean to. I'm I'm more making light of his inability to do anything other than sex. Uh, you know, I mean, listen. I don't. I, I'm sorry. Women were assaulted. If if that's in fact the case, it's it's sad. It's not really funny, but I mean, it's more like a bitter irony, and I but, laugh at bitter irony. But I mean, all I will say is, I mean, you're right. He was an ugly fucking guy. So I can't believe that. I can't Later. believe that. He, 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 I don't know. The whole thing just seems very odd. Like, who would want to have sex with him? For God's sakes. Well, women who are being paid money. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but so, but who's doing? Who's accusing him of stuff? You know what I mean? I, the whole thing just, just seems just odd. I mean, this guy. I mean, he's he's like, like at Bill Cosby levels. Jesus. Okay. Well, I don't know anything about the story, so it's just it's just weird, right? It's just. 
unfortunate. I mean, I don't want to know what's going on in Europe, but I I want to know what's going on with the hedgehog around Jeremy. <laughs> well, no. Okay. Do I want to know why he's called the hedgehog? I actually don't know. <laughs> we'll have him on and ask him. <laughs> I'm sure he's a Motorhead fan or something. I'm sure we can find something to talk to him about, right? Yeah, I'm sure, well, I'm sure you could. It sounds like you pervy, <laughs> pervy man. Man, if I'm the of the two of us, that's, that's a bad sign. Yeah. All right. <laughs> What's uh? What do you got? What do you got on tap for us here? What are you gonna redeem this sh- show with? I've actually I've actually made an audible. So I was gonna I was gonna uh, round off my set. Songs, lots of songs today. And your yeah. your fifth song is. It's actually gonna be a fifth and a sixth song, believe it or not. Um, well, I was gonna do I was gonna do Sex Pistols. Belson was a gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think one concentration camp song is well, enough. Is enough. Two songs about crippled children or handicapped <laughs> people and then two songs about the holocaust i'm like man which is worse you know the mentors talking about druggy yeah <laughs> I, yeah I don't, I don't know anyway so what i'm sorry what's your what's your what's your how what how are you gonna redeem yourself um i'm gonna go with the angry samoans mm, which song and well i'm gonna go with two i mean because they're so short i'm oh. gonna go with they saved hitler's cock Old class. Oh, that's a great song. Going straight into homosexual. Ah, uh, homosexual is great too. But there's that other one where he's like Jerry Curlin or somebody where they're yep. just like yelling about some guy. The Ballad <laughs> of Jerry, Jerry Curlin. Yeah, yeah. Great too. That's like one of their longer songs, like three minutes long. Yeah, it is three minutes long. Yeah. That so back from some old album, I think it's fourteen songs, seventeen minutes or something. Yeah. That's so good. I'm gonna go listen to that as soon as we're done here. So they say they say Titless Cock is a, is a minute forty two and homosexual is forty nine seconds. So I'm gonna play them both back to back. So okay. Angry Samoans, uh they saved Titless Cock and then Homosexual. Fight! 
boys, you like girls living in your faggot world. Talking shop with lawyers' wives, sneaking out to meet the guys. Homosexual, I'm ashamed. Homosexual, that's your name. Homosexual, where's the blame? Homosexual, I can't explain. Homosexual, we love you. Homosexual, up the ass. Homosexual, Darby Clash. Homosexual, make it last. There, angry Samoans for you. We told you. Don't listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the angry Samoans were, especially to, what was that DJ? Who was that DJ on LA? Oh, Rodney Bingenheimer, right? Oh, yeah, Rodney on the Rock. Yeah. Rodney on the Rock, yeah. They Get didn't. The Get off the air. Oh, that's such a great song. Have we played that? Uh, I don't believe we have, no. You know, we, that, we're going to be old and gray, and we're, well, we're already old and gray. We're, yeah. we're never going to be able to quit because there's so many songs people need to hear, Neil. Yeah. Get off the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a classic yes that's a classic yeah yeah so oh man so there i think i made the right call there i think i think yeah i think one uh one holocaust song is is enough i don't think we needed two there it's gonna be another long show yeah no not really actually we're only at just a bit over an hour so and these songs are pretty damn short and the fact of the matter is we were gonna do some mail but maybe we'll save that for next time yeah we'll save it for next time no the one i was gonna play sex pistols balsam was a gas is obviously not on never mind the bollocks um, what was it from? Um, it was actually that was one of the only songs that Sid actually wrote, hmm. and the Pretty only recording for that dummy, isn't it? Huh? What's that? Pretty clever wordplay for a dummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone probably said it to him or something. Um, but Belson was a gas was on. I think the recording of it, the the, the recording of it, the people know with Johnny singing is live. I believe it might have been from that last show they ever did, actually, from that San Francisco Winterland show. Um, and then there was a recording of it on that stupid soundtrack album for um, Who Killed Bambi or uh, what the hell is it? What the hell is a stupid movie called? Not the Great Rock and Roll Swindle. Yeah, Great Rock and Roll Swindle. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, that's good. But that's got somebody else singing when they started to have like guest singers and stuff like that. Well, so. the Carol Swindle, the only people who participated with it were Cook and Cook and stuff. yeah, Cook and Jones. Yeah, it was. It's funny, you know, reading that book, reading the, the Jones, uh, the Steve Jones book, because he was loyal to Malcolm beyond Johnny Rotten. Right. Like that was his. So when they said, oh, you know, and the and the movie was, of course, Malcolm McLaren's big thing, and boy, he should. Be glad that he's better known for Nevermind the Bullocks than <laughs> for the great rock and roll swindle. Yeah. Because what a turd. Yeah, it was very, very embarrassing. Um, the only thing good about it was the the only redeeming thing about it, I th- personally, I think, was Sid Vicious singing My Way. <laughs> yeah. But well, yeah. think? I mean, I, I really think that's the only great song from that, like Friggin' and the Reagan, maybe. I mean, there maybe was a couple. Oh, but... Silly Thing was all right. But yeah. it, I mean, it's just it's just Steve Jones guitar, right? It's just built around that, and then they did a couple of old like fifties covers, right? They did uh, they did Johnny Be Good. Oh yeah, they did Johnny Be yeah they did Johnny Be Good. But Sid Vicious had a had a couple of hits. Um, I'm going I'm drawing a blank. Come on, everybody, they did, and yeah, I don't know, like a couple of Eddie Cochran songs or something like that. So, but yeah, that's why I didn't play it because yeah, it's not good. Well. I uh. So what version were you gonna play? I was gonna play the live one because Johnny was at least singing on it. <laughs> but uh, but you know, pr- uh, quality wise, it wasn't great either. So, anyway, we went with the Angry Samoans instead, and I'm fine with that. So, so the band I was gonna ask you about before we wrap up, because I'm thinking of it now, and I might not think of it next time, and next time we might have a whole new slate of stuff to talk about. So Jay Jay uh, Prozac was on with us, and 
Mike the Mailman, our friend from Florida, they both seem really excited about a record that I've never heard of or a band that I've never heard of. It's called Shower with Goats. <laughs> okay. Are you even vaguely from, Have you ever heard of this? No, sir. So but, just, but it sounds like it would have been good for this show today. Well, they put out a 20, uh, 20th anniversary version of the LP, and I actually might get it because I listened to it. It was pretty darn good. So, yeah, it's called Shower with Goats is the name of the band, and I think they're from... Oh heck, I don't even know where they're from. But the the guy the guy who put it out, his band, uh, he runs a little label called um, Not for Profit Records, mm-hmm. which uh, donates all their proceeds to like charitable organizations. Which I think is so funny and ironic because, I mean, pretty much every punk label is not for profit. In other words, they don't make any money. So I don't know what the real logistics of this are. But yeah, they put out this album. I started listening to it. it was really, it's pretty funny. Actually, there was a pretty dirty one on there right off. You know, it's called I Eat You. It was like a, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So anyway, but anyway, I was just wondering if you'd ever heard of that because I see all these people. It's always interesting when you see people excited about something. You're like, man, I literally have I've never. Heard, I mean, I, I think I would remember if I knew a band called Shower with Goats. Shower with Goats. No, that's no, I've never, never heard of them. Great before. cartoon art and everything. I started listening to it and, and it's it rocks. I mean, it, it, the songs are fast. It, it sounds pretty cool. So anyway, thanks for the tip, Mike the Mailman. And thanks for the tip, Jay. We're going to. Check that out. Maybe uh, try to listen to it for next time. We can compare notes. You know, when we first started doing this silly show a year ago, one of our big things was to try to get each other to listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we should start doing that again. Huh? And once in a while, we would both do the same thing, too, I think, wouldn't we? We'd pick a record that we both are sort of interested in. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, maybe we do that. Maybe for next... Uh, I think our next episode is going to have a guest, but maybe the next episode we don't have a guest. Maybe we talk about Shower with Goats. <laughs> or maybe we actually try to take a shower with goats. <laughs> What's go the matter like, with you, man? Go more like performance art. <laughs> I don't know, Neil. I'm not liking the look. You know, of, like I'm, not, said, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not liking the look of this uh, shower with goats thing. I have to say, <laughs> I just no. Just, I don't know. The it's album art cool. is not doing it's it for me. Where having sex with goats is pretty common. <laughs> or sheep or whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, this show, Neil. This show's got to be. And once again, I think you know, so. We. uh we managed to uh, fill the time. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope everybody enjoyed our dirty songs. Well, I dude, hope we you, made you you've got your, you've got your last song to play yet, bud. Yes. I hope we made you blush. I hope you didn't listen to this in front of your kids because if you did, you're a monster. <laughs> we warned you at the beginning. Well, this you can't understand some of the words for a lot of the songs. You can't understand the words until well, you, you listen to them. You can understand the, the words of that mentor song. I played. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> feeling pretty bad about. Nice. Um and. Uh, you can understand the words for the anyway. Yeah, don't listen to this with your kids or your mother. Um, even though Neil's mother thinks he's a famous radio DJ, I think she'd be very disappointed if she listened to this particular episode of the uh, Punk Die Die podcast. Well, are you gonna are you gonna introduce your last song? Yes. Yeah. So one of my very favorite bands, Pink Lincolns from Florida. Their probably best known album is Back from the Pink Room, and this comes from that. And I actually think I didn't really plan this out because we never plan anything out but i actually think this is a pretty good song to sum up all my other songs okay so this is a song called fuck sex okay what album is this off well back from the pink room you said right what do you say when you've had too much beer what do you say when your girlfriend turns queer what do you say when it just makes you sick what do you say when you come away what do you say when you kick your ass what do you say 
Pink Lincolns, Fuck Sex. Um, that's the last song on that album, it looks like, huh? So great. So yeah. great. From 87. Okay. Can't I'm, recommend that album. Can't recommend that album enough. I mean, I'm, I'm not familiar with them at all, to tell you the truth. I, this song, I mean, this sound wise, this song is definitely typical Pink Link. It's snotty, fast, loud, in your face punk rock from Florida. Great stuff. Um, hung out with like uh, the Screeching Weasels and the Queers and those kind of guys back in the day. But probably a little snottier style. So you say snotty, you're talking about like 77 style or something? Uh, just, yeah, the way they deliver the lyrics and the sneer, you know, the kind of sneery vocals, the kind of probably Johnny Rotten influence, even though the music is more uh, kind of Ramonesy. So just looking at this again, on that, the first press of that album you're talking about, uh, Back in the Pink Room, um, there's only three available. Germany, Netherlands, Spain. <laughs> are, are American record stores just not putting things on Discogs? I know their second album was a German, I think a German record only, and it's finally got an American press. That same label that did that Shower With Goats album did the second album, which is called Headache. Mm-hmm. So they have four albums that are like Stone well, at least three that were Stone Cold Classic. That Back from the Pink Room is, Pink Room is a Stone Cold Classic. The Suckin' Bloat album is a is a classic, and Pure Swank. And the Headache, Headache is the second album, and that's the one that, that little label put out that uh, uh, what did I just call it? Not some of the profits the the not for profit records. Um, so that I actually I actually got have the C D. I haven't really listened to it enough. I probably should get the vinyl, but I know that also has like um, the first demo tape which on it, which is supposed to be really difficult to get. So So which is the best album you think? Uh, probably back from the pink room. Okay. Even though uh, sucking bloats easier to get, and that's really good too. Yeah, pure cover strength has got a uh, got a delightful cover. Well, the sucking bloat <laughs> cover kind of looks like a face and a boob or something like that. Yeah. That was uh, the art was done by Iggy Pop. Oh, interesting. Which is pretty cool. He draws about as well as I do, but that's what that's supposed to be. Good God, I, it's terrible. It looks like it's a, a fish. Boob, right? It looks like a fish. Maybe it's a fish. I don't know. I thought it was a boob. Anyway, that's on that. So that going full circle is on that rad girlfriend records. The reissue is okay. out of Dayton, out of Ohio. So, Neil, what have we learned today? Have we learned anything? We've learned that crippled children suck, and we want to destroy Aren't the we? handicapped. Apparently, yes. you want to have sex with a goat. Apparently, you've mentioned goats, especially going back to the anti Noah League song. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You have a strange thing about sheep and goats, my friend. Um, yeah, I yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes, we've just learned that punk rock used to be a lot, a lot funnier and a lot dirtier than it is today. Yes, I think. learned that we're both creeps. <laughs> well, people knew that already. I was obsessed with handicaps and handicapped people and concentration camps, and I decided to go the dirtier, you know, f yeah. word as a verb route. Yep, and so. uh, and then talk about uh, what's his name, the hedgehog? What the hell? <laughs> well, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. I know a lot of you are are as twisted as we are so i know a lot of you enjoyed it so yeah this is number 69 i guess i mean do we have to wait till number 169 to do another dirty show or i don't know maybe we can do one do another one soon. yeah and then maybe people can write in and tell us what they would have put on this show instead of the songs that we picked Cause Cause, sure hey. yeah, if they if they do that because i know even me i really struggle with this because there's so much you know i, I didn't play a dwarf song i didn't play right. a meat men's any of that stuff but i'm sure people are going to send us stuff and we're going to have little light bulbs go off in our heads and go oh yeah that would have been good that would have been good yeah, that's the way it, that's the way it is yeah i mean that's the way it always is right because it's so great there's so much great stuff out there music wise yeah indeed um so and we just want to share as much of it with you as we can 
Yeah. So everybody, hey, everybody, thanks, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yep. Your, your, uh, you know, your continued support of this silly little project means a whole lot to us. It so. does. It does. Please keep listening and write in. And soon. Yeah. So say anyway, your, say your on. thing, Neil. Say okay. your thing. Uh, stay free and keep a little mark in your heart, everybody. Yes. Bye bye. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye.